like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. I love doing this Song of the Soul program as part of Northern Spirit Radio, getting to know people who make such amazing music. And that's what we'll be doing today as we speak with Erica Coolness. But first, I want you to know about something that's coming up on Saturday, October 15th, 2016, right here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And I hope you can maybe participate remotely. We'll have three hours of fun, profundity, and fundraising that evening, dining on homemade pizza, served with a side order of speakers like Mike McCabe of Blue Jeans Nation and Matt Rothschild, former longtime editor of the Progressive Magazine. And we'll have live, in-person music from Madison's Minstrel of the Environment, Ken Longquist, and Eau Claire's own Squirrel Talk, Plus, we'll have virtual performances by six awesome musicians from all over the USA who've previously been my guests. Cy Khan, Peter Lighty, Peter Alsop, Magic Mama, Ann Hills, and Tom Rowley. All of that and more on October 15th. But look to our website, northernspiritradio.org, for the full information and RSVP to help us plan. But right now, you should get charged up and hunker down for some really wonderful music from one of the most honest, passionate, and talented singer-songwriters I've ever welcomed on Song of the Soul, Erica Coolness. A Canadian who lived in the USA for about 10 years, Erica travels the world with her transformative music, inviting us all to be the change we want to see in the world. Erica Coolness joins us now by phone from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Erica, I'm just so excited to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. I'm really happy to be with you. I got to know of you because of someone who's part of our local song circle, Amanda Reel. She also attends Quaker Meeting, and she said that you were college roommates. Could you fill in for folks what that experience was? Sure. Well, we were not actually roommates, but we lived in a dorm together with a lot of other young women from all over the world at a school called United World College of the American West. It's an incredible two-year school to become global citizens and work towards peace internationally through youth leadership. Anyone who's listening to this who knows an amazing kid in grade 10 or 11 in the States or Canada or anywhere else, please uh, send them to United World Colleges. Typically, it's for grade 12 and first year university, but some students from some countries have to do military service before they can go or whatever, so some students are older, but generally in the States and Canada, the students are 15 when they apply. 
I'm thinking, Erica, that this in some way heavily influenced the path that you went down, both with music and activism. Is that true? Definitely. I mean, I always grew up in an international household. My father grew up in Tanzania and the States, and my mother grew up in Colombia and the States and Canada, both of them of European parents. So I grew up with an international kind of mindset, and my mother actually worked at the International Education Center here at St. Mary's University and was an anti-racism educator, and my grandfather was an anthropologist. So I grew up being interested in different cultures, and then I had a adopted sister from South Africa named Fuiseka. All, all of those things together made me really interested in, in learning about the world and meeting people from different parts of the world. And then I had two friends, one of whom was my idol, who I was in love with from church choir. <laughs> they went to United World College in Canada, and I decided that I had to go. So I followed that dream and ended up at the one in the States. And I'm very happy I did because my best friends now to this day are still from that time. And I actually was just with one of them, Marie, at Copenhagen Pride, uh, where she lives. She's from Denmark. And I finally got to visit her and see her culture and play at Pride. So it was pretty fun. That is cool. You mentioned someone that you met at church choir. So evidently you did attend a church growing up. Did that have some influence on this whole path, pro or con? I'm not really sure that my church experience had a huge influence on my interest in global citizenship and peace. It certainly influenced my musical development. And my church was a pretty social justice-oriented church. My minister there, Gary Thorne, was very uh, interested in working with the inner city where my church was and he supported sex workers and created youth projects and stuff so there was some stuff going on but I wasn't that involved with that in my church but my spiritual background in general certainly took me on on a path of wanting to learn about the world and support social justice in whatever way I can. My mother was a Buddhist and a yogi as well as a Christian. I grew up with women's spirituality and earth-based spirituality and social justice-oriented stuff my whole life and saying at peace rallies and women's events and International Women's Day and stuff with my mother. So that also shaped things. And what was this church that you attended, evidently? The church that I was talking about, the person who was my role model that we went to, that, that was an Anglican church called St. George's Church. And that's where I really learned to sing. We sang Renaissance music, and I sang in that choir, uh, I think, from when I was 9 or 10 up to when I went to United World College, and then at some points afterwards as well. I've been to four, maybe five of the provinces of Canada, but I've never been to Nova Scotia, where you live. Tell me about the environment there, politically, musically. What's it like there? Well, it's hard to put Nova Scotia into a box (laughs) because, I mean... Like anywhere, there's many different things going on. But um, in general, Nova Scotia is very, very beautiful with a lot of wildlife and still a lot of trees and a lot of forest, although unfortunately a lot of it has been clear-cut. And at the moment, there's some aerial spraying going on that's been approved by the Environment Department that I'm hoping will not be approved. We're trying to protest it. So it's very, it's very rich in that it has a lot of water, and arable land and trees and I think it has more lakes and rivers than anywhere else in Canada. 
it's socioeconomically somewhat depressed, I would say. Um, definitely, I noticed coming from Denmark, coming home, there's there's a lot of poverty, and there's also a lot of people sort of taking back their power and creating sustainable ways of living that support each other through basically living through trade and living off the land. And there's an incredible music scene. There's all different kinds of music and amazing singer-songwriter scene and I think that had a huge influence on me growing up, being around the tradition of folk music and storytelling through song. Well, then why don't you prove it by sharing one of your songs with us, Erica? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I would love to share the song Stand Up. This is a song that was a collaboration between several people. It was written to commemorate Viola Desmond, who was a civil rights activist in Nova Scotia. She refused to sit in the colored area of a movie theater in New Glasgow in 1946, and because of that was forcibly arrested and charged with tax evasion and given a really hard time in the criminal justice system and only recently was recognized as a hero and somebody standing up for her rights and humanity. I wanted to write a song that celebrated her strength and courage and tenacity and recognized her in, in the long line of civil rights activists and taking what she stood for in standing up for justice and bringing it to what has been happening with police brutality, particularly in the States, but all over the world towards black people and people of color and women and make it into a song that was contemporary thereby using the stand up, hands up, don't shoot. And I wrote this song with my best friend, Camila Nasser, who's of Afghan descent, and with Elle Jones, who was the poet laureate of Halifax for a long time and is an incredible activist here, and with Connie Ross, who's an amazing black rapper from the north end of Halifax, where I have lived much of my life and Jordan Metro, who is an amazing young producer, and my step-grandmother, Rose Vaughn, who's the reason I became a songwriter. We all collaborated to make this song, and yeah, I hope you enjoy it. It's Stand Up by Erica Coolness. And L. Jones, Cunny Ross, Jordan Metro, Camila Nasser, and Rose Vaughn. Stand up, hands up, don't shoot. I'm a person you stand up hands up don't shoot I'm talking to you Viola Desmond 1946 was arrested for the color of her skin
tempted to spell that C-O-O-L-N-E-S-S, but actually it's K-U-L-N-Y-S, and Erica has a K in it, not a C. You'll find the link on northernspiritradio.org, which might be the easiest way to get a hold of her music, and there's a lot of wonderful music, songs like that one, Stand Up, which was done in collaboration with a lot of other folks. I'm wondering what the racial situation is like there in Nova Scotia. I've spent a fair amount of time in Toronto, and I was really very heartened to see that when a group of people would walk down the street, it was frequent that you'd see a mix of colors of skin from Asia, South America, Africa, Europe, and indigenous Canadians. And that was a typical group of friends walking down the street there together, which is so very different from what appears to be the norm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, near where I grew up. What's the atmosphere like in Nova Scotia? Well, that's a very complicated question. In many ways, it's quite progressive. For example, a lot of Syrian refugees have been welcomed here and have been getting a lot of warm reception from the community. At the same time, there's a lot of segregation and the the African Nova Scotian community has been treated very, very poorly historically by the government and the dominant white culture. There was a story called Africville 
that is still playing out in in many ways. And that was a settlement of African Nova Scotians that was a very vibrant community. And then the city decided to kick them out, resettle them in a, in a much poorer area of town. And a lot of, yeah, there's been a, a long history of injustice. And I think Canada likes to whitewash that in general and has this image of just being multicultural and there's no problems. But unfortunately, there is still a lot of deep-seated racism and collectively many, many people in this province are, are working to heal that and to create a more equal society where people can have opportunities no matter what the color of their skin or their ethnicity is. Have you ever had a romantic partner who was politically, let's say, the opposite end of the spectrum from you? I think that's an interesting dynamic when that happens. I actually had a girlfriend in college who had a boyfriend who was heavy-duty involved with Republicans. And my debate partner, who was a great friend, was head of the Young Republicans at the same time I was head of Young Democrats. And romantically across the aisle, so to speak, has that ever happened for you? (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, I dated somebody who was from the Deep South and had a lot of conservative political views, including considering trans people freaks and not really understanding feminism. So, you know, we did some work and they have done some work and have since actually become much more comfortable with the concept of transgenderism and transsexualism and definitely more of a feminist. Relationships really can be transformative when you're close to someone and are therefore encouraged to see the world through their eyes. It can really change you. There are a number of Republicans, for example, who were part of the party's indifference or outright opposition to gay rights, who did a major turnaround when they found out that their kid or sibling or friend was gay or lesbian. It, of course, can work the other way. Did you become perhaps maybe more conservative because of that relationship that you were in? Yes, I did, actually. I started judging my body size and my self-presentation more. And then I realized that that was bullshit and uh, (laughs) made made some noise about it. But I did for a time. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure if you've got a love song cooked up for us today, but I would like to hear another one of your songs, Erica. Okay, well, this isn't a love song, but this is a song, Angel on the Road. This is a song of love for my mother and for my dog friend, Tashi, and my friend, Zoe. My mother killed herself on December 21st, 2012, as a result of depression basically stemming from being sexually abused as a child and having sexual abuse happen with her children. And then my dog, Tashi, was run over, and my friend Zoe was hit by a car and killed. And and this song kind of is an ode to all of them. I feel like that they're angels and they're with me and... Sometimes we don't understand why people have to go, but somehow it's their time. And the song is recognizing that and recognizing that the people we love, whatever form they're in energetically, they're always with us. This is called Angel on the Road. You're my angel on the road Where you go Your 
song by Erica Coolness, Angel on the Road. I really appreciate you sharing both about the death of your mother and the death of your dog. And by the way, I don't know if you realize this, but just last week, Manda's dog died and she wrote a wonderful, wonderful piece that she posted via Facebook 
about that dog. And if you haven't read it, go read it. You'll be a little bit closer to her just hearing that. And again, I appreciate so much you sharing so clearly what happened with your mother. Some people tend to hide these things. And I, I think it's to the impoverishment of us all to not speak forthrightly about like the issues that led to your mother's death. Some people feel like there's shame involved in that. You evidently are clear and brave enough to step past that kind of conditioning of the society. Well, I think it's important. I think that those of us who have struggled with mental illness in our families and those of us who have lost someone to suicide need to speak out and use our suffering to bring about more compassion in the world and hopefully better systems that support people so they don't fall through the cracks. And actually, would you be interested in hearing a little bit of an excerpt of a piece that I wrote about it? I'd love to hear the piece, Erica, but I think because we're going to run out of time for our broadcast, how about if we include it in full as a bonus excerpt out at northernspiritradio.org, which is where you can find all 11 plus years of this program for free listening and download. This is Song of the Soul. You'll also find a place to post comments. Please post a comment when you visit. Also on that site, there's a donate button. That's how this full-time work is supported. It's by listener donations and not anyone else. But even more important, support your local community radio station. Local media is so ultimately important, both for news and music. It provides you a taste of music and news that you get nowhere else. And so please support them first. Erica Kulnis is with us. That Lithuanian last name is spelled K-U-L-N-Y-S. Erica has a K in it. You've lived in Halifax, Nova Scotia for essentially most of your life, except for how many years outside? I don't exactly know, but I've lived quite a few other places as well. But I've always come home. Nova Scotia has been my rock and it's been a challenging place for me in many ways because I had a lot of trauma happen here as a young person and as an adult. But I've chosen to make it my home and I love it very much. I find the land sacred and beautiful. The song Had to Come Home is based on when I came home from New York City in 2007. I was living there after almost 10 years of living in the States, going to school, and had developed my adult identity in the States and had a band that was going really well in New York and a girlfriend and really enjoying my life there. But then I wasn't able to get my immigration and I got super stressed out because of it and regressed into an eating disorder and depression and my mother said I had to come home and I really did not want to go home to Nova Scotia because of a lot of painful things that had happened with my family but I did and eventually being here being with the land and being with myself I have come home to myself and learned how to love myself in a deeply transformative way I'm not talking about an egotistical kind of love, but the love that we all have to have for ourselves to consider ourselves sacred and to do the deep healing personally so that we can transform as a society and as our earth. Which is the backstory behind Erica Kulnis' song, Had to Come Home, from her Angel on the Road CD. I had to come home this old town Full of my mother Terrible 
the song is Had to Come Home. It's from two of Erica's CDs, actually. I think we were just listening to the Revolution version. It's also on Angel on the Road. Erica Kulnis is our guest today for Song of the Soul. Oh, such a, a deep song to share about yourself, about home. The mention of Nova Scotia there, of Halifax, and the terrible weather. I can see why that would draw you back. (laughs) Well, actually, Nova Scotia is the most beautiful place in the world between June and October. And right now it's a hot, sunny day, and we have a bit of a treacherous winter. And it's not actually that cold. People think it's cold and stuff, but it's not. It's just kind of long and gray. And I was going out one snowy, slushy winter night and that song lyric came into my head and I thought it was great and I wrote it down and then I <laughs> worked on that song for a long, long time. I'm not sure that the Chamber of Commerce is going to choose you as their poster girl singing about the horrible weather. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and the other thing I know about Halifax is from Stan Rogers' song, Barrett's Privateers. He's got a line in there uh, in the chorus, which goes, And here I sit on Halifax Pier, the last of Barrett's Privateers. It's kind of a depressing song, actually. So I'm afraid that Halifax hasn't been getting all of the good news it deserves. <laughs> I think there's lots of happy songs about Halifax, too. I just don't know what they are. (laughs) (laughs) The next time I have you back for one of my shows, I think maybe that's what we're going to have to highlight. But I do want to keep going with your music right away. So why don't you share another song right away, Erica? Let's do Roaring for a Revolution. This song is a song about survivors finding our voices to speak and share our stories and be empowered. As a survivor of sexual abuse and and of rape, I wrote this song Um, in Venezuela after I was raped by a close friend of mine who I was on tour with who was in a band there and I was date raped by him and him and his bandmates didn't even consider it rape and it was a really challenging situation. I was alone there as the only woman and I, I felt very, very horrible as one often does after sexual assault. I was sitting in this little stone hut that I was staying in and I looked up at the moon and I felt the power of the moon and the feminine power of the moon and the strength to rise again and I wrote this song called Roaring for a Revolution and I never recorded it. This was uh, 11 years ago that this happened. I played it with my band in New York but then I never really played it solo and I I was asked to play for a group of survivors in the valley of Nova Scotia, and I played them that song, and they said, you have to record that song. And so I did, and I put it on my album, and it was a really healing experience, especially to be playing with the men in the band. They were all incredibly supportive and really passionate about this song, particularly. This is Roaring for a Revolution, and I just shot a music video for it in New York, which will be coming out soon, so keep a lookout at my website, ericacolmans.com. The moon is a lion tonight With the moon shining all so bright Roaring, roaring for a revolution To split the darkness with her teeth 
going for a revolution, obviously another deep and reclaiming power song. And you seem to write a lot in that vein, Erica. I don't think you write fluffy stuff, but maybe I just haven't heard it yet. Could you tell me one of your fluffy songs? I do write fluffy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote a song. uh, I wrote a song recently about, I have a song called Oh My Baby. That's like a really fluffy bluegrass tune. Um, (laughs) And I have lots of fluffy love songs. But, you know, I try to write songs that have some kind of meaning and take the listeners through some kind of personal transformative journey. So Roaring for a Revolution, and that is from your CD, Rise Up. And how many CDs do you have total? I have six studio albums, an EP, and a live CD. So if people come to ericacoolness.com, is that where they order them? Do they want to go to CD Baby? How do they want to get hold of them all? On my website, there's all the different options. So ericacoolness.com is a good place to go. You can also sign up for my newsletter if you're interested in seeing me play live. I travel all around the world. Also, if you want to keep up with what I'm doing regularly, Facebook is a good place to connect. And when you travel, I know you were just in Scandinavia. What gets you there? Is it your activism songs? What is the thing that pulls you to all these different areas of the globe? I think that that really depends on each particular area. I went to Copenhagen because my best friend Marie from United World College was there. And so I decided to try to play Copenhagen Pride and I got in and then I got a bunch of other gigs in the Copenhagen Songwriters Festival. But every place I go, there's a different reason why I'm going there. I went to Global Youth Rising in Romania to try to work with a group of international youth to come up with some kind of cohesive plans for moving forward towards a movement for global peace. I go to Cuba to study the culture and because I have friends and family there. I'm going to Ireland in the fall just because I love the culture there. So many, many reasons why I go different places. And I think that everywhere they've got to hear your voice and hear the power of your lyrics and know that there's a real person in front of them. Well, help us make some more mental shifts by sharing another song, Erica. What's up next? Sure. Well, how about the song Rise Up? This is the title track off my new album. And to me, it's the song that I've written that uh, I'm the most proud of and feel represents the most what I want to share with the world, which is a message of love and compassion and asking people to stand up for what they believe in and ally themselves with each other and with the earth for peace and compassionate nonviolence in a world where we are no longer separated by artificial borders created through colonial warfare, but connected through a shared commitment to healing this planet and creating a world where equality and justice are the norm. And the short form of saying that is to say the words, rise up, Erica Coolness. Where were you? When the mountains quaked When the waters rose Were you awake? And where were you When the mother cried Giving up her child To the holy state And where were you Streets, where were you 
that I've heard so far from Erica Coolness, but that song has a special place to me, a wonderful anthem calling us to rise up. Thanks, Mark. I love the fact that, among other things, you use a little bit of your vocal range. You really blast that out there. And the rise up, you rise up quite a ways, too. Are you professionally voice trained besides having had your choir experience of your youth? Yeah, I have taken some voice lessons, although perhaps it's time to take some more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and and one of the things about that song that struck me deep there's something that you weave into the progressive verses in there in the beginning it's like you're looking towards the past and that allows people to distance themselves from their participation but then you get into you know being the piece not participating in the piece as you do in the past. Was that a conscious decision? Is that a spiritual decision that you're doing in that song? 
Yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that, but certainly it's it's a spiritual decision. It's it's getting away from thinking that we can sort of impose peace as peacekeepers, which has been like a militaristic term in, in Canadian history, at least, to actually being the peace, because that's how change really comes about, right? comes about from a personal place where we see everyone as our equal and are able to forgive and love the perpetrators of violence and to help them to heal their wounds so that they no longer feel the need to dominate. I think that we have to know peace to create peace globally. The peace movement is not just people going out and picketing against the war. The peace movement is every single person who is transforming themselves. Michael White, who writes a book called Playbook for the New Revolution, who was one of the founders of the Occupy movement, believes that the revolution and and peace, as the Buddhists do and many other religions, comes through personal transformation because we cannot manifest what we do not embody. And I'd like you to grace us with one more song, if you could, Erica. Sure. Well, this is Keep Your Feet Moving. It's a feel-good tune for everybody to follow their own path and find their truth and accept themselves, flaws and all, and keep your feet moving through thick and thin and enjoy life and keep having fun. I think that's how we're going to end today's Song of the Soul visit with Erica Coolness. Erica, it's a joy to get to know you. I'm so glad that Manda connected us up. And I have a feeling that you've got some friends I've got to have on this program as well. So please do connect us up. But stay in touch yourself. Thank you so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I'm very honored to know you and to be able to share this space with you. And again, there are going to be excerpts from this program out on the NordenSpiritRadio.org website because we've talked a lot more than you've been able to hear in this broadcast. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance with today's program. And we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Keep your feet moving. Erica Kulnas. It's a hard road to follow and we all fall down. But keep your feet moving. Keep your Feet on the ground, yeah, keep your feet moving, keep your feet on the ground. If you're looking for forgiveness, if you're looking for the truth, you can find the answers, they're all inside of you. Just keep your feet moving, keep your feet on the ground, keep your feet moving, keep your feet on the ground. Keep your feet moving, keep your 
Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul